Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador, and this is episode 15 on December 23rd, 2021. It is currently 5.36 p.m. Eastern Time, or if you're doing military, 17.36. Hello and welcome, and thank you for joining me. And hey, guess what? It's episode 15. Another week has passed. Another cycle. Huh? Another, another seven 24-hour cycles have come and gone since we last spoke. Technically, however, you might be confused because December 23rd, 2021 is a Thursday, and this is the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. Yes, I know. It's been six days. It's been a little too short since we last spoke, hasn't it? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Knocking on your door, ringing that bell, and pleading for you to open up the door and invite me in. There's a good reason, though, and I'll tell you exactly why. After I get done hyping you up for the week. Because you know what? It's been six days. But what have you done in those six days? What have you accomplished? A little less than you think? I don't think so. I think you've done a lot more than what you initially anticipate. Have you done more and met adequately what you wanted to do? You know what? I doubt it. I bet you've done more and you just don't realize it because you're too focused on the goals. That's what I think. And that's okay. Because if you think you did too little, I'm sure you did more than you think. If you did too much and you're for some reason, begrudging yourself on, oh, I did too much. I wasn't able to do everything else of the smaller things that I could do. You know what? Maybe that's the case. But for you doing so much, you've opened up more slots of time for yourself to be able to do what you feel that you didn't and couldn't. So regardless, good for you. You're succeeding. If you make your bed, you wake up in the morning, you wake up on time. That's an accomplishment. Good for you. You brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you take a shower, you're doing it. You are killing it. Small steps lead to those greater, bigger accomplishments. And that is something that I am noticing, and I hope that is something that you're noticing. And I can only hope that with those small accomplishments, you are able to then build upon them and become the person you want to become and to accomplish what you want to accomplish. No matter how small that step may seem, it will prove very well. And it will be an accumulated accomplishment for your future. That is what is true. That is what I feel. That is what I know. And if you disagree, then that's fine. Disagreements are always allowed. Just please back up what you have to say and why you say it. Also, you want to hear weird noise? Hold on. There we go. My foam on my mic was <laughs> a little off, so I needed to fix that. Anyway, um, yes, it is Thursday. Before I get into that, as always, and customary on my streams and with this podcast, a shot to commemor commemorate the stream to commemorate you the listener and to commemorate myself just because i don't know i i i guess i'm the one talking yeah <laughs> good enough a reason anyway oh you know what um cheers to you as well the listeners uh happy holidays 
Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Festivus, doesn't matter. Happy holidays, be safe, stay safe, and uh, be happy. So, cheers, prost. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I'm not sponsored by anyone, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, the beverage that I just had was Paul Mason brandy, and I know this is Shelby's job as she is the budget bartender, but um, ooh, Shelby's, if you ever do any type of brandy tasting comparisons, please have me on, just because. The Paul Mason that I have, that I just had, oh man, I would I would much prefer Christian Brothers Brandy. Holy crap, that bite is a bit much. Anyway, so, Frank, why are you doing the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast on a Thursday? Let me tell you exactly why. Tomorrow, as many of you know, is Christmas Eve. My family, myself, we celebrate Christmas. I live in Indiana, they live in Illinois. So, early tomorrow morning, ooh, excuse me, I will be driving the 250 plus mile drive to my parents' place in order to be able to celebrate the holidays with them. That is why this is taking place, this live stream anyway, is taking place on Thursday so that I will have the audio and the video to edit and then schedule the upload for tomorrow the 24th so that is why that is happening right now this stream this podcast is happening right now because holidays what's going to be more interesting is that the next frankly speaking on friday's podcast is going to be literally on new year's eve so it's probably going to be an earlier podcast than even this one. So, uh, it's, yeah, that one's probably going to be like a very afternoonish podcast, uh, just because I don't want it to spoil other things that, um, Shell Beast and I may or may not have planned. Just get it out of the way and get it uploaded ASAP. But yeah, happy holidays to everyone. This past week for me, which is primarily going to be the main topic of point, because I'm pretty damn good on going on rants, and I'm sure I can come up with a rant or two of my own. So, it's been a good week. Uh, I've actually gotten over my... my Within six days, I have been doing better with doing my job and making those dials that I previously described as rather horrifying. I'm doing it more. Uh, I'm doing it. Uh, I need to do more calls in a day, but baby steps. And I have been talking to people and it has been lovely. Even if they, <laughs> today's dial session involved a bunch of people picking up, listening to my introduction and then, um, well, they hung up on me. There was a particular individual who was wanting to take out a insurance policy for one of their children. And I asked him, you know, you know, I said, hey, I'm so-and-so, I got this request, and um, 
you know, I'm just following up. Were you able to get a policy for that child? Or no, I asked, um, is the policy is for this child that is of said age. Is that correct? And they said yes, and then hung up on me. I was tempted to call them back, but I figured at that point they may or may not have blocked my number. So I'll call them back next week. They may or may not remember me, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, the calls are getting better, and I'm happier for being able to get the calls going. There's still a little bit of hesitancy, but once I get that ball rolling, uh, like my heart pounding a bit doesn't stop me. So I feel that I'm becoming more successful with those dials. And today I focused on you know people who haven't been answering or picking up. So I'm actually narrowing down the scale. There's still a bit who haven't picked up and at least given me some sort of indication of, no, you're a scammer or, oh yeah, about that. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. It's interesting, but an improvement nonetheless, baby steps. Uh, I hope to be able to like, I'm not discouraged now. So, um, I know that there are more leads that are within reserve that I plan on utilizing and hopefully, um, reaching out to them when I get home. Cause I know that's, um, that's upcoming of, you know, new year's and new year's Eve, et cetera, et cetera. But it'll be good for me to, the more I do it, the better. And that's what counts along with that. I actually do have a bit of an announcement in which to make, uh, if you're watching this live premiere on Twitch, you might notice now that when you go into watching my streams, there are 30 second ads. Why is that? I will tell you exactly why I, uh, you know, Frank, but also my Twitch channel of Fapism plays has officially made affiliate. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that means that I can actually make revenue from streaming. Uh, the advertisement revenues are great. People can now subscribe to my content and not watch advertisements when and wherever I may please to put them. And uh, people can also just send me bits and tips. So, yeah, I actually can get paid now for streaming on Twitch, which is a bit of an accomplishment, in all honesty, just because it took quite a while for me to be able to do this. And one reason why it took so long is of my own fault. There were several situations where I did not take advantage of opportunities. And one of those opportunities is right when COVID hit in 2020. I, I should have been streaming so much. I really should have been. The opportunity was perfect. I finally... I was, I don't remember if it was when I got here, or if it was, if I was still at my previous place of living, but I know a couple of the streams that I had, or a lot of my streams that I had in my previous place of living, I did not figure out Twitch well. I did not figure out how to properly, um, set things up so that we're actually picking up the microphone that's in front of me, this one, and not just my computer laptop mic. Uh, which is why if you check out the Last of Us Highlights video on my YouTube account, that audio is kind of meh. 
<laughs> to say the least. So, <clears throat> there's that. But now, obviously, I have that figured out, and I probably would have had that figured out beforehand. But again, missed opportunity, hours and evenings missed of me being able to stream and have either myself and or uh, Shelbeast and myself uh, streaming. But it wasn't until we got here and through encouragement from her and just, you know, my own wanting, have we really solidified a more dedicated streaming time. And as a result, I've met virtually a bunch of lovely people and a bunch of people who have, um, who have like interests and are supportive of these things to the point where within the past two streams, since I became affiliate, people have been subscribing, people have been donating bits and it's been, honestly, it's been really kind and great to see. Uh, and if I can help someone else in which to be able to do that via raid or just throwing them a couple hundred bits every so often, then so be it. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. So that is a bit of success and good news here at, uh, you know, Fappens and Plays and myself and Pador Studios. So along with that, there have been some fun holiday and festive things. For example, uh, Shelbyst and I, uh, a couple of days ago, we actually went and visited her parents, but we also went and finally saw live in a theater. In a, in a concert hall, a concert for the first time in well over a year, uh, we finally saw a concert live and it was absolutely glorious. Um, I, it's in, it's in a car, unfortunately, but I wanted to bring up a program in order to read exactly who and what we saw and just how phenomenal it was if shelby's is still in the chat i'm sure she could tell me which ensemble which chorus and the special guest artists and this and that uh that we watched oh so joyfully but it was Like, a part of me is tearing up a little bit just because I never really realized how much I missed watching a performance live. How I, um, like, we the last thing that we watched, that she watched, I think, was, um, she being Shelby's. She watched a live stream of a concert of mine when I was still in my graduate studies. It was a conference in Illinois at uh, DePaul University. I was there performing with one of Indiana University's, yes, that's my alma mater, my other alma mater is Northern Illinois University. Let's just get that out there. I'm a graduate of IU, period. Okay, I'm proud of that and I'm not afraid to hide it. But um, I was there with an ensemble and 
we performed uh, live and virtually a program for the conference. And one of them was actually a uh, world debut written by the, or not written, but inspired with conjunction of a composer of a very emotional and sentimental piece to the conductor. But that was the last one that we, she watched. I think the last concert Shelby and I watched like in person was an opera, uh, marriage of Figaro, maybe, I believe, uh, some piece by Mozart. Anyway, so the fact that we were able to go and watch a concert, we had to wear masks. Of course, we had to bring our COVID cards to say, yes, we are fully vaccinated which is not a problem for us. And we watched and supported this chamber ensemble and this acclaimed choir. And it was great. Unfortunately, as a result of that <laughs> concert, I have to bring up something that I haven't brought up in over 10 episodes, and that is concert etiquette. Here we go again, folks. We gotta talk about how you properly act when you're watching a live show. Because apparently, COVID has caused everyone to forget how the hell <laughs> you go ahead and actually present yourself with the protocols you have to do and why you do them. So. Let me run down to you as a classically trained musician what proper concert etiquette is. Well, first and foremost, arrive on time. Arrive before the concert begins so that you don't have to be escorted to your seat after the first applause. And you can only hope that the first piece is short. You can only hope. Otherwise, you're coming in about 7 to 15 minutes after the concert has begun. So, arrive on time. Actually, not on time. Arrive early. Dress appropriately, which in this case, it was rather low-key, so that wasn't too bad. But if I was going to go and see, I don't know, the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, um... <clears throat> I would certainly dress a little more uh, business-friendly. Uh, it's just, one, nice for you to look nice, but two, why not? Boost your self-esteem. Be like, damn, I look good in this mirror, and this is why. So, there's two right there. Number three, once you get to your seats, or about two to three minutes before the concert begins, turn off your phone. Period. Don't silence it. Don't do, oh, you know, it's just on vibrate. No. You know why no? Because if you're in, uh, if you're down on the floor and you're sitting amongst other people where there's literally eight other people surrounding you, even if you're at the corner seat, you still have, you know, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. You still have five other people that are surrounding you. They can hear your vibrations of notifications. They can hear that turn your phone off no silence no vibration off 
Do not risk it. Respect the people around you. And more importantly, respect those dedicated musicians that are giving you the show on stage. And it doesn't even matter if they're instrumentalists, if they're vocalists, if it's a combination of the two. Doesn't matter. Turn it off. Period. No excuses. You're there to watch them, not to watch your fucking phone. Done. Next tip. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Next tip. When you go to a live performance, it doesn't matter if you're trying to open a wrapper, whether it be food or mints, in between pieces, during a piece, or in between applauses. Best to do so in between applauses, regardless if there is a mint that you want or a candy wrapper that you want or a chip bag that you want open, if they allow you to bring that in, and if you snuck it in, well, one, good for you. It's, it's not difficult. But even so, be respectful. Open it beforehand so that you can just grab and go. There was, um... There have been so many concerts where people have just been just doing that, that I don't even have a bag around here, but you know the sound, the crinkling, the crackling of a chip bag or, or a mince. It's just, it's annoying when you're trying to enjoy the music. It was difficult for me at times in which to enjoy the concert because I could hear either behind me or somewhere down in the crowd, there was someone just messing with a with a mint or, or, or something of that nature. And it's, it's rude to everyone and to the musicians on stage. So yeah, do it beforehand or don't do it at all. During this spe uh, specific concert that Shelby and I went to, the guest conductor actually had to stop he was prepping, like he was on the podium, he had his uh, baton up, he was, musicians had their instruments up, the, the choir that was behind the, the, uh, the chamber ensemble, they were all standing, books in hand, ready to go for his downbeat and his prep, when he had to pause, because a phone was going off behind him in the audience, even when the announcer before all of this began, said, please remember to turn off your cell phones, etc., etc., etc. Of course, people don't. And of course, people don't check to make sure that their phone is either silenced or on vibrate, which again, off. Always off. So, he had to stop. He had to wait. He put his hands down, he put his baton down in order for that individual to wait and turn off or find their cell phone to silence it. Then, he put his hands back up, he was about ready to go, another cell phone goes off. But he just kept going at least, but still at the exact same time, as comedic as it was, <laughs> it was also incredibly rude to everyone. And I literally mean everyone. All the other audience members, all the musicians, all the singers, the conductor, the guest conductor, the guest singer. Entirely rude. Entirely. Do not do it. So, arrive before time. Dress appropriately. 
uh, turn off your cell phone. If you need to uncrinkle a mint or something, do it before the concert begins. And here's my last tidbit, um, because I notice this a lot, uh, because there is a family member of Shelby's within the choir, uh, we get decent seats, I suppose, or that's just the doing of her parents, uh, dad beast and mom beast, I guess, or shell dad and shell mom. I, I don't know what her, uh, uh, <laughs> titling of her parents are with her uh, gamer tag but where we were was a box seat which was fine it was us four and then there were two people behind us another older married couple i presume but if i'm looking at the stage the stage is off to my right so my chair was kind of tilted a little bit to the right so that i could see the stage and then when i went and looked up to my left in the furthest, highest box seat area, there was someone that was with a family. There was an older woman and looked like maybe a uh, uh, late teen or early 20s. And then there was a couple of children. And uh, I, um, I noticed just out of my peripheral that caught my attention because I saw a flash. And I looked up there, and that younger teen, 20, whomever, was actually taking flash photos and selfies during a piece. First of all, if your phone is going to be off to begin with, you should not be taking any type of photos. If you are taking photos with a camera, sure, fine. However, keep two things in mind. One, everyone is going to hear that just because of the mechanics of the photo and the shutter and the this and the that. So, rude. And two, flash. Turn your goddamn flash off. Everyone can see that. No matter if there's lighting happening on stage, there's not lighting happening within the audience. Everyone can see that. And again, the fact that I have to go on a rant on my podcast and explicitly say this. Why? Theater and shows have been around before any of us have existed that are currently listening. Also, yes, it's a podcast, so it's just a screen, just a mic, and just me. So, no, there you'll never see my face with this podcast. Also, hello, gamer. How are you? So, let us recap proper concert etiquette. And here's the thing. And as I've probably said before, this doesn't just apply to classical concerts. Not only does it apply to classical concerts, it also applies to jazz concerts. It also applies to musical. It also applies to comedy shows. You paid money, you go to a comedy club to listen to the comedy the, to the performer on stage. Believe it or not, comedy is actually an art form. It is difficult to make a random bunch of people looking at you laugh. No matter, even if it's your children's concert and you don't support them being in the arts, doesn't matter. At least respect them enough to respect what they're doing and follow proper protocol. Do it. It is entirely rude to do so otherwise to everyone else. And if you're one of those people that doesn't care, then don't go. 
period. If you have a family member there that you're trying to support, then support them. But if you're going to do all that bullshit and quote-unquote support them, don't go. Because you're not properly doing so. Period. 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 Someone tally mark how many times I have said period within this entire rant. <sighs> so yeah, arrive before time, dress appropriately, turn off your phone, uncrinkle and unwrap any and all mints or treats that you brought in, even though you shouldn't. At least, use just Listerine wipe uh, strips, if that's the case. If you want to have a mint to your breath, it's less quiet and it's more discreet rather than just the crinkling of a wrapper. And then, no flash photography. I would say no photography at all, but I understand that like there's like parents and what have you that are like watching their children perform. They want to get like on stage, what have you. Sure, I get it. Absolutely. Just no flash. Do it with your phone. Phone cameras are pretty damn good nowadays, even with just standard phones. So just no flash. And once you take the picture, immediately bring it down. If you're going to take a video, I don't know, stand in the aisle and back way up to the entrance so that you're out of the way of everyone. So no one can see your glowing phone and distract them. Because there were times, I don't think there was one time that I didn't look down over to the left of myself over the balcony and I saw some sort of phone shining off of someone's lap. Like, why did you even come? Or that, if there, you were a teenager, why weren't you the parent that went and confiscated the, uh, the phones from your teenagers so they weren't distracted? You brought them there probably to give them a little bit of culture, I would assume. So take their phone away. Let them know, hey, this is why you're here. Not to share and post on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat. Watch and be mesmerized by the dedication of the performers, the musician, and the talent that is on stage. Do it. Period. Another tally mark. Yeah, I just... When it comes to shows, just don't do that. Be professional. Be a part of the culture and be a part of what you are supposed to be there for why you brought your children there why you're supporting your family member speaking of supporting the family member that concert was really incredible uh there was a there was a guest artist that um that was there and she uh sings beautifully i forget what her name is uh, again shelby's can help me with that um i think it was angela but i think i was wrong I'm probably wrong. Again, I wish I had a program with me. <laughs> it's in it's in one of the cars. But she brought Angela Brown. Yes, thank you. Angela Brown. What a lovely, lovely singer. And what charisma that she held. Not only when she spoke to the audience, but just her stage presence was captivating. And her dresses were as lovely as her. <laughs> she wore some amazing dresses. But um, while she was singing, and she did a very... Like, I was actually scared. She did an acapella piece. No accompaniment, no choir, just her. I was honestly afraid that some cell phone or some notification would have gone off. It did not. And I, I was very happy for that. But... 
Angela Brown, uh, this this uh, this ensemble, this chamber ensemble, the the conductor, they do a lot of outside work with um, with universities and with uh, elementary schools and middle schools, high schools. They just like to bring the community into their choirs, uh, into their productions, and into their shows. And unfortunately, as a result of um, as a result of COVID, they weren't able to do what they normally do, which would to be you know bring in a uh, middle school ensemble or choir in which to perform with um, the orchestra so instead they had angela brown bring one of her pupils because of course she teaches and her pupil one sang beautifully has incredible control uh, needs to work on the higher register a little bit, but she's going to uh, uh, Kentucky or Louisville University to uh, uh, continue her musical training, which, again, congrats to her. But um, the thing that I noticed and what Shelby's noticed is that when you, we looked off to our left, there was another box seat uh, who we know for a fact just based on how they were reacting was her family. <laughs> and you know what? It was honestly like seeing her family react the way that they did was more precious than watching the concert. Especially her mother. Oh my goodness. From, you know, maybe over 50 feet away, you could sense the unbridled pride. And joy. Just from that entire box. They, um, I think they sang a, uh, a Verdi duet. I believe they sang some sort of a duet. Um, was it Verdi? I don't remember what it was, but they, but pupil and teacher sang a duet together. And it was, um, it was beautiful. It was great. It was Verdi. Okay. And, uh, like I'm, I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. <laughs> but that mom was so proud. Uh, it just it reminded me of um of several instances and moments that I can recall, not just of myself and my parents being proud or what have you. Uh, but I just remember watching many recitals, many performances of, um, of fellow musicians and soloists and guest soloists who's, um, <clears throat> whose, um, spouse or significant other or family just so proud that they, they themselves break into tears because, you know, that's, that's my boy, that's my girl, that's, that's. That's my guy, that's my gal, that's my lover, that's my best friend. It doesn't even matter, it's just... Seeing the pride on that mother just... Ooh. 
hit me right to the core. And it was a lovely, beautiful thing in which to watch. And I'm so glad that I was able to capture that moment in my mind and and to be able to share it. Because she, um, the mother was standing up the entire time and she was swaying and she had, um, she had her hands clasped together. I don't know how tightly, but I know that they were clasped. And after the piece finished, um, her entire family was just clapping above their head and roaring and her mother actually ran out of the box with her hands on her face and I imagined to <laughs> to go and run backstage and hug her daughter. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. So, and that's why you follow the etiquette of everything, so that not only you can enjoy what's happening on stage, but the emotion and the support that's happening off stage, whether it be for the program, for the ensemble, for the choir, for both of them, but for those small, important moments such as that. It's why you follow proper etiquette. <sighs> okay, choking has gone away. We're good. I'm out of it. Um, other than that, other than making affiliate, other than um, watching that concert, that very beautiful concert, we have also, uh, Shelby Sinai and her parents have exchanged gifts amongst each other, which is very nice, very good. I actually have failed, I think, to point out the gift that Shelby's parents gave me, which is my very first Build-A-Bear, which is a wolf. Artemis is her name. Wolves are actually my favorite animal on Earth. They are beautiful and equally as cunning and dangerous. So there's a bit of an appreciation. They're basically the dog rendition of raptors, and I love it. So I got Artemis, who I'll show off later on. <clears throat> but, um... Along with that, uh, the gift exchange was good, great, and fine. I'm actually wearing one of the gifts currently, which is a lovely pair of socks. They have very soft fur and cloud-like material inside of it, so my feet are warm, and I've been wearing them a lot. So, again, thank you for that, Shelbyst. And something that she has done which helps me out tremendously is that she actually got me as a gift a external hard drive so that I can store my streams externally so they're not clogging up the memory of my PC. So all good stuff. And then I got her a couple of things as well, as one would hope that I would. But yeah, I got her a, um, you know those cat clocks? You know, like the tail wags and the eye moves back and forth? I got her one of those. Uh, and her favorite color. And I also got her, uh, in addition to her bar, I got her some summertime uh, themed drinks. Like a, you know, like a parrot and a tiki glass and things of that nature. So whenever she does make those pina coladas or zombies or navy grogs, 
She has appropriate glasses in which to put them in. So tomorrow, I will be leaving rather early in order to travel to Illinois to uh, join my family. So I'll announce this again later, but as of right now, this evening will be the last time that I stream for about three days because I'll be in Illinois for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then I'll be returning on the 26th, and that's a long drive, and I can only imagine how bad the traffic may be if it's anything in comparison to Thanksgiving. I may be too tired in which to do so. So we'll probably return streaming uh, Monday the 27th. So there is that. And there was my week, which has been good, uh, ultimately. Uh, there are improvements here and there. Uh, it's just, you know, with affiliate, it's nice to be making some sort of money with these streams. Because we spend, you know, four to uh, sometimes eight hours a stream, depending upon the day, depending upon the schedule. And also depending upon the stream, because there have been streams where Shelby's and I have streamed, you know, 16 to 24 plus hours a single stream. Oh boy, that 24-hour one. That was, uh, that was a lot. But we did it. <laughs> we did. We slept very well that day. But yeah. Um, I'm actually a little bit nervous for uh, visiting my, my parents. Because both of my parents, they're violinists. That's how they met during their youth. Uh, that's how they... Are always be they're always going to be musicians in my mind no matter the extent or the degree of which they perform or practice but as of late uh momism has gone back into violin lessons and she's been doing so for some months now and i'm proud of her she's actually learning music theory which i know can be difficult so every so often especially when i go over there as of now she's asking me music theory stuff which is great because i'm starting to slip on my music theory <laughs> Luckily, she's still doing, like, basic stuff, like, here's a treble clef, this is, where is this note, how do you write out this scale, okay, let's go to bass clef, and bass clef is completely new to her, because she's a violinist, they never see bass clef. So, it's nice to be useful as a musician, however, with them being more musically active with their violins, because my mother taking lessons, she's practicing more, and she's practicing more with my father, who is now being more encouraged in which to practice himself, or at least with her. So that's, uh, with them being more amped and ready to go as violinists, last time I was there for Thanksgiving, they're like, okay, hey, come on and uh, bring your horn, bring Hephaestus, and uh, let's play Mozart. I haven't played my horn, like, constructively, like, as a musician ought to, that I know how I can and should. I haven't. So my lips and my chops and my endurance and my articulation and my control kind of sucks. <laughs> All honesty. And I know that my mother and my father have basically written up a program for me to which to perform with them, which is fine. I'm going to do it. I just, you know, I, I need to be doing something with my lips. I need to be buzzing. I need to be practicing. Even if I bring, if, even if I don't put together entirely my French horn, you know, the screw on bell and the, and the mouthpiece, at least if I bring the body out and I just start like 
fiddling and diddling around with chromatic scales and major scales and minor scales and and just patterns then at least my fingers and my mind and my reflexes will be a little more untacked untacked they'll be better period because with the sheet music that my parents handed me for Mozart. It was horn and D, so not horn and F. So I had to transpose, and luckily I know the piece fairly well, so I managed okay. Until we got to the second movement, which is in 6-8, and they're accidentals every so often. So I had to explain to my mother why I'm transposing and why she doesn't have to. Which again, that's fine. That's the difference between our instruments. But now I gotta go home and I gotta sight read some Christmas songs and I can only hope that it's an F. Because I know that my father is potentially writing me something for the Hallelujah course. Uh, and I hope that it's actually an F and I don't have to transpose in C because, oh boy, that's gonna be messy. But then I'll come home and... Uh, I'll continue with my job and streaming and all that jazz. But it will be nice to see my family for two months in a row now, rather than the hardly at all. So, I think uh, with that said, I think that will be the podcast. Uh, I don't have any articles in which to read. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Minecraft has settled down computer games. If you have a Steam account... Uh, there's a lot of great sales that are happening right now on Steam, uh, according to Avenger, who was over here streaming with us last night. So I would go ahead and check those out, see what you can purchase. Uh, a lot of new release brand games, what have you, are like 50% off. So take advantage of those uh, holiday sales, and yeah, it'll be a good time. Anyway, um, go ahead and... Uh, and travel safe, be safe. Um, remember to call and text the ones that you uh, that you love and who are a part of your support group. Even if it's been a while, just let them know that you're thinking about them and you still care. And that's one thing that is great about growing up and being an adult. Uh, you you pick your family. Uh, you bond with the ones that you want to. You're, you have uh, that choice of keeping the people that you want in your life, in your life, and just putting those negative individuals out of your life. And I think that is something which is a bit overlooked. Uh, I think some people forget that they have that ability to expunge those who are negative within their lives. So for those of you who have that support group, who have those those individuals who who treat you right, who who support your endeavors, who give you love, make you happy, I I urge you to contact them, even if it's just a text message. Just wish them a happy holiday and that you're thinking about them. And you wish and hope the best for them. I think that's one thing that everyone deserves every so often. And remember, deserves. They have to earn that. So, with that said, um, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. 
It was about a 50-minute podcast. I'm okay with that, cutting out 10 minutes early. So uh, thank you for listening. For those of you watching on YouTube and here on Twitch, thank you for watching and viewing the premiere of this podcast, the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast, episode 15. Um, like I said before, it will be on YouTube at Fapism Place. Uh, tomorrow it will be. And it will also be scheduled for upload tomorrow on Spotify and Apple Podcast, where all three of those platforms, you can listen to all of the previous uh, podcasts, which have happened. So, thank you again. Happy holidays. One and all. Again, doesn't matter. Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. Take care of yourselves, stay healthy, be happy to the best of your ability, and just be sure to do not only something for yourself to keep yourself better and improved and more positively uh, keep that positive outlook going, but if you can, help someone else, even if it's just saying hello and complimenting them and letting them know that you're thinking of them. Sometimes little things like that go a longer way than than uh, money so take care of yourselves remember to keep practicing no matter what it is so long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else i'm going to practice safe driving tomorrow to get to illinois and to get back home here in indiana look out for other people stay off your phones on the road and uh yeah take care take care all right everyone that's the podcast happy holidays I'll see you all next week, eight days for the podcast. It will be coming out on the 31st very early. So, good night, sleep well, sweet dreams, happy holidays, and au revoir.